Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. The Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Raymond Barr, a dream, has come true. Featured ahead, McKinnon racing and shoots and scores! Nathan McKinnon! President Jim Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Christian Boulay. Um, I know Griffin usually does the intros to this game. Uh, to this podcast, excuse me, but uh, I think Griffin might be dead. Um, so this is going to be a solo show. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I'm here. Oh, oh, he's he's there. Okay, um, Griffin, uh, how you feeling, bud? Because um, your favorite player scored the biggest goal in one of the biggest games of the year for the Avalanche. So I'm going to leave the floor to my co-host Griffin Youngs, who has returned from the dead and is ready to give his initial thoughts from game one of the Stanley cup finals. I would put this as a top five happiest moment of my entire life. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I I'm legit not. thought I was worried about you. I, I was worried when I was walking out of the arena and I realized Berkey scored and I was like, is Griffin still alive? Like, I just genuinely don't know if he's still alive because this has to be the coolest moment for a player who has had his ups and downs and has the ultimate high in game one. It felt like the culmination of, of my entire hockey life. Like <laughs> I, I, like I went to Berkey's first game in 2014, all those years ago, I was 14 years old and I just wanted to pick a guy, you know, I just wanted a guy to be my guy. No one else's guy. He scores on his first shift. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> And just follow him, follow him around. And I have for the last eight years. And what a fucking mistake that was. The most <laughs> frustrating player in the world, up and down throughout his career, all the potential in the world, just engineered in a lab to drive me insane. And he wins the Stanley Cup with them. He scores the game seven winners against Tampa Bay. Ironically enough, he wins the cup with them one more year. He gets traded thankfully to Colorado. So I can keep following him. I was really worried with those trade rumors. He was going to go to like Vancouver or something. He goes to Colorado and gets better a little bit, but there's never been that breakout. And you know, that scene in Ratatouille where the, the food critic eats the food and just like gets transported back to his childhood. Yes. Great like, movie. Great scene. That's what I felt like in that <laughs> moment. I felt like a kid again. Cause I would, go nuts every time Berkey scores, especially when I was younger and didn't know better about public decency, but I felt like a kid again. I, it's one of those things where like, I didn't, I wanted it to happen. I think about that all the time. Like what if Berkey scored this winner? What if he scores an overtime winner in the Stanley cup final? It's something you think about. It could have feasibly never happened. And time was running out because he's a UFA after this season do not know if he's going to be back or if he's even going to go to a team that I even remotely like time was running out. 
to have that happen, I some of you have probably seen the video. I cried. Like <laughs> I'm not I'm not afraid there's, to say. there's there's tears that are okay to shed. And that was I still have like tears in my like my eyes are still puffy. Like I know you guys can't see it, but like it it was just something I never thought I would see, something I always wanted to see, like for eight years. You think about that. Could have feasibly never happened. And every time I watch it, I probably I think I've watched it 200 times. I can't believe it's real and not like some delusion that I made up in my head. I know we're spending the biggest game in avalanche history in the last 20 years talking about me so far, but. You're the number one Andre Burakovsky fan. I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. You followed him from the beginning. And I I know I've come off on this show sometimes as harsh towards him. And for some, some people who haven't followed us forever, would probably think I don't like him just because of how I talk about him. Sometimes I talk about him like that because I wanted something like this one day. This just felt like the, like I said, the culmination of my entire hockey fandom, which really picked up when I was 14 and went to that game, his debut. That was the the first season I followed like, 90 percent of the way through like i watched just about every game before that it was like i watched most of the games this was the first one i'm like i am all in on this and he was my guy i got his jersey like day one of his career i was i always had his back whenever he got scratched which was a lot it's there's never been a a year in his life where he wasn't healthy scratched in eight (laughs) years in eight years it's not ended this year it but, did not end this year either, and I, we'll move on and talk about the game now. But one of the coolest moments of my life, it made me feel like a kid again. And it's just, I, I can't I hate to break it. it to you. You're still kind of a kid. I know this must sound like 21, bro. <laughs> from a 21-year-old, but it just, it made me feel good. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't blame that. you. Um it was an unreal goal. It was the culmination of an unreal first game of the Stanley Cup Finals. Which what a game! What a game! <laughs> what a game! This what a one, series this is going to be. If every game is like this, we are in for probably one of the greatest Stanley Cup Finals of all time. Yeah. Um, if this game is any indication, it won't even be a question. What this game proved to me is exactly what we talked about earlier on our preview episode. These teams are even. They're they're the exact like they're even in every single aspect. They are and, the only teams that can beat each other. Yeah. I firmly believe that. The Avalanche are the only team that can beat Tampa four times, and Tampa's the only team that can beat them four times. No other team in the NHL can beat these guys. No. And it was – I've never been in an arena that loud. I thought the Western Conference Finals was loud. This was as loud as it can be. And do you remember – I know you've been to a couple games with me, that little family that sits next to us at the playoff games. Yes. The little dude, they left at the start of overtime. He almost made it through the entire game, and then he lost it. He was crying for the entire third period, and I felt so bad for the parents because they almost made it through the game, Aww. and they had to leave. Um, but I've never been in an arena like that. I From TV, that was one of the coolest atmospheres I've ever seen, and I, I'm making the sacrifice of not being there because that wouldn't have happened if I was there. Exactly. We all know that. We all know that to be true. That was one of the coolest atmospheres I've ever seen. What really impressed me is though the, the Lightning tied the game at three, and it's two goals in 48 seconds. The crowd never wavered, especially in that third period. It was loud. They were singing. Like everyone I saw on the broadcast and on Twitter was like, "This crowd fucking rules." And they did, dude. Like it was, it was so weird because we pulled in. I got off work. I left work a little earlier. We got there at like 5:30, and there was no line to get in. And the reason why is because everyone was already in the fucking building. Like it was unreal. I, for a six o'clock puck drop, the amount of people that were there already unreal. They had little wristbands with a light show to start. It was really fucking cool. Um, So shout out to the abs crowd. Shout out to all the fans. I don't know if you saw the pictures of the watch party. Oh yeah. And downtown, that looked fucking. There were there were a ton. The DNVR one, the downtown one. The it was one on campus. I forget which one, but like the one there. Yeah, Metro. So many watch parties, all filled to the brim. Everyone just collectively losing their shit. 
when you get out here, we're going to go to the ones at Metro. I hope you're prepared for that. Oh, I'm okay. very, I'm very ready. So very ready. we're going to, we're going to do those. But like I said, dude, this game, the electricity in the air was, I'd never been to a Stanley cup final game. I'm still kind of in shock that I went to a Stanley cup final game. Right. There's, there's so much emotion happening yeah. right now. Like it's, it's just shit I can't believe is real. From top to bottom, the Avalanche are in the Stanley Cup final and won the game. Berkey won the game in overtime on home ice and just one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. I'm here on my podcast talking about the Avalanche, <laughs> which a shockingly large amount of people listen to. The The whole thing, I, I don't know if, if it's real sometimes, if the last hour of my life has been real. I, yeah. I don't, it's been I don't unreal, dude. I can't believe I get to go on Saturday too. And if you want to go, uh, we have a new sponsor alert. Um, seat smooth, geek. smooth seat segue. Seat geek. Smooth segue. For some reason, they they liked us and they wanted to sponsor the show. If you use promo code Tell It Abs, it is you can get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Um, I know the tickets are still ridiculously expensive, but if you have the means to go, use Seat Geek. Use promo code Tell It Abs, it is. Um, and get $20 off your first purchase. So you can use it for uh, the abs. You can use it for the Rockies. If you're out of town, you can use it for whatever team you like. And it's the best way to directly support the show. If you like what we're doing, this is the best way to directly support us. You don't have to, but we would both really appreciate it. If you really kept us in, so, in mind next time you bought some tickets. Yeah. So the boring part of ads is out of the way. Well, at least until the DraftKings one later on. But let's start talking about the game. We've talked about it before, uh, the preview of like how the arena was and all that stuff. But then the game started and the Avs looked like a team that had been off for nine days and they were ready to fucking go because they came out in those first 10 minutes and I thought they skated around the lightning with ease. Yeah, uh, everyone kept talking about rust coming into the series for the Avalanche. Oh, they've been off for eight days. I was not worried at all. Not at all. This was clearly a time where they needed some time to get healthy and everything. And I think it's different for the Stanley Cup final than it is to for the second round of the playoffs. The Stanley Cup final is a whole different beast. If anything, I think it's more damaging to go from like seven games directly into the final. The final is its whole, it's a whole different beast from not just the regular season, from the rest of the playoffs, the media hype around it, just everything. It's a spectacle. It's a, it's a seven game version of the Super Bowl, Yeah. And you need that time to really like mentally be like, oh shit, we're here and we, and it's at home. I think that the eight days was very good for them. Very good. And we, we've seen this before with the abs when they sweep teams, they come out in the next round and they're fine. Like they're completely fine. Like I, rust, like you said, was never a worry for me. It just wasn't. Um, and the abs came out flying. Um, I mean, Vasilevsky made a couple big saves to start the game. Um, and then on a transition play by set up by guess who Bo Byram, who has been unreal all playoffs sets up Miko Ranson and Miko fires a shot. It trickles through Vasilevsky. Was it blocker side or glove side? It was. I think it was glove block. side. Yeah, I think it was. It was, glove. A, it was on the right side of the TV. I don't remember. Yeah, what it was, but... I don't remember what it was either. But Landy cleans it up. Abs go up one nothing. The arena erupts. I mean, it was so fucking loud, dude. Um, and it, it, it's like we we previewed in the episode or the show before this. The Avs defensemen are going to make or break the series for them because that is the one distinct advantage they have over the Lightning is their defensemen, and. It, leave it to the 20-year-old kid, 21-year-old now, 21-year-old now, to start this game with a great decision to jump up in the play, and Landy finishes off. The abs are up one nothing. Yeah, Bo Byram, again, it's another episode of the Tell It Abs is podcast. It's going to be another gush fest of Bo Byram. You should come to expect that at this point. <laughs> no, he did not waver at all for in his first Stanley Cup final game. He gets that pass from McKinnon, just hits the Jets. The confidence you have to have to do that at 21 in your first Stanley Cup final game, gets it to Rantanen, right on goal, trickles through Vasilevsky, Landis Gog's right there to clean it up. It's a picture-perfect play. It's exactly what the Avalanche want to do if they're going to win this series, is that transition game that Tampa generally doesn't have that big of an answer for. No. I mean, we saw it in the Rangers series. The Rangers 
took advantage of it in the first two games. And then they just, they ran out of gas. They and also the thing them. about the Rangers series is the Rangers were the worst five on five team in the playoffs through three rounds. That was not just a one round thing against Pittsburgh. It continued against Carolina and Tampa. Now Tampa has to go from that to the best five on five team in the playoffs with the avalanche. And I think that first period they were like, Oh God, wait, that's, they had no answer for the speed. They had no answer for the speed in the first period. Um, I imagine that the lightning will make adjustments and it won't be as easy, but for the first game, you had to take advantage of that. And the abs took advantage of it throughout the first period and throughout the game, pretty much. Um, and then what was it like less than a minute after maybe less more than a minute. I wish I could uh, tell you, but the friggin' NHL.com was broken. So yeah, it was broken on my phone too. All right. Now, okay. now it's working again. So yeah. So less than two minutes later. Continue. It's a great four checking play. Um, which the abs killed the lightning on the four check tonight. I they mean, did. It was especially in that first period, it they smothered them with the four. Yeah. Tampa could barely move. They couldn't move. And the guy who I think we can have another gush fest about, he had played his best game of the playoffs tonight, in my opinion. Which is um, saying a lot. Yeah. Because this guy's had some bangers. Yeah. And it, it's Valeri Nachushkin, um, a beast on the four check all night gets rewarded a goal that Vasilevsky probably would want back. Yeah. They, I, mean, they're just, I just saw it again, right in front of me right now. That is not a goal. Vasilevsky gives no. up very often. No unscreened no. shot right through the five hole. But when you're Val and you're playing that well, you just get rewarded for shit. He yeah. had an unbelievable game. Unbelievable, unbelievable game. I tweeted during the game. I do not care what he wants this offseason. I do not care if it's eight. I don't care if it's nine. You pay this man whatever he wants. You cannot allow another team to have him. There is not a better supporting player in the league than Val Nachushkin for what he brings to this team, his defensive play, and now he's figured it out on offense. He's really good. He's really good. He can do whatever he wants. I wanted to talk about this on the last episode. I almost sent it to you. There was like a hockey Instagram page that said Val's going to sign with the Oilers. And I was like, no fucking chance. Dude, we're in the final. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. He, he's, like, he's not even thinking about his contract yeah. right now. So it just made me laugh. Well, um, it's, I just find that funny because Val is a perfect player for the Oilers. Well, you could have had him for free three years yeah. ago if your general manager wasn't a moron. Yeah. So, uh, so, now, you, so now you want to pick our spare parts. Yeah. You so I, that made me laugh, but I, I forgot to send it to you. Um, Valerian Nutrishkin, like, we'll, we'll sum it up. He he had his best game of the playoffs, and like you said, that says a lot for a guy who has been a beast all playoffs. Yeah, I um, mean, he's just a four-checking monster. There was one play in the second period where I forget if it was after Tampa tied or before it, but he strips a puck, gets a shot on Vasilevsky, pretty, pretty easy save. He bowls through two guys and almost pots home the rebound, too. Just he he was, totally caught everybody sleeping and almost scored his second of the game. Like that's just the kind of play that you don't see from other people sometimes. No. And just the small plays that he makes in the zone to break up rushes, to lead to scoring chances the other way. He's such a perfect two-way player. I'm stunned he doesn't get more attention for the Selkie. And he's she should next year, but he's just he's just such a perfect player. He is. He, he really is. And they just showed what I was just talking about on the screen. It was before Tampa tied it. He gets this shot on goal on Vasilevsky, bowls through Bogosian, and I think that's Sergachev, and almost pots home that rebound, but Vasilevsky was just able to cover it. It's an amazing play. And he was, he was all over the ice all night. He was the best abs forward, which says a lot. And that um, says a lot because there were a lot of good ones in this yeah, game, too. There were a lot of good ones. So abs are up 2 nothing, Um, And then – a play that I, I don't want to give Eric Johnson a lot of shit for because he has been good all playoffs, but this looked like regular season Eric Johnson he, on this he play. Just, he just got beat. Yeah. On he got totally burned by Nick Paul. Yeah. And and the thing was, he didn't just get beat. He kind of made it worse on himself yeah. after that as well because he didn't really play the puck. He let Paul get by him. It would have been easier on Kemper if he just let him go. Yeah. Which you should never do. But it like I'm saying that as like that's how bad this was. He it would have been easier if he just let him go. Because a bunch of crazy bounces. It goes off Paul's stick and then goes off Johnson's stick. He kind of like weakly taps at it and Paul has it bounce off his stick again. And then he has a wide open net. 
it was a very, very weird goal that you can't hate too much on EJ, but it's just, that's not a great play to make. And Kemper overcommits a little, but just a, just a weird ass play that Tampa's known for. That's why they've won two cups. They just make these weird plays that go in the net sometimes. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I don't want to harp on Eric Johnson because he's been great all playoffs. This was really his first like dumb, dumb play all playoffs. Um, he wasn't particularly great tonight. I, I would be, if you have the minutes in front of you, I don't think he played near him. Like Jack Johnson may have played more than him. See, Eric played 16 and Jack played 12. Yeah. All right. And awesome. Josh played 14, which is odd. Yeah. Because Josh Manson ended up playing with Bo Byram near the end of the third Bo period. Bo Byram, 22 and a half in yeah. the Stanley Cup final against the defending champs. I yeah. fucking love this kid. So, I mean, like we said, Eric Johnson, not his best play. I mean, he, he'll he he'll bounce back. It is kind of funny that you think that the the Grizzly, was it 15-year veteran now? <laughs> yeah, the longest tenured av on the team is the one that makes the mistake. And Bo Byram, the recently turned 21-year-old, is one of the most reliable guys on the team. It's just it, it breaks all the stereotypes yeah. and it's it's so funny. But that was really the only mistake the Avs made in the first period. Agreed. Other than that, it was really good. It was exactly the kind of opening period you would have wanted to see. The Avs dominated that period. It was the one mistake, um, and it culminates with the probably the only controversy in this game. Um, Nathan McKinnon draws a penalty on. Who was it on the took the first penalty? Was it Sergeyev? Yeah, Sergeyev. So the Abs in and draws a trip. The Abs go on the power play. It's going okay to begin. Kale McCarr loses the puck. It gets out of the zone. Sorelli sticks the puck between his legs and taps him on the ankle and trips him. For some reason, this was controversial. But last I had checked in the rule book, you're not allowed to trip people. Yeah. No, I mean I I can see like I would have been livid if that was called against the Abs. Like don't get me sure, wrong. but it's we could be livid all we want. It's a penalty. Yeah. It, it, it was called, and I mean, I'll take it. I mean, it's not like penalties were egregious in this game. It ended up being, what, 3-3? Yeah, it turned out to be 3-3. And the yeah. last one we got was with a minute left because Pat Maroon just sent it over the glass, yeah. clear-cut penalty. So yep. those, these were our only two power plays of the game before that, I believe, unless yep. insane. But Nope, those were. so. Why, why is NHL.com so bad? It was working two seconds ago. I just want to see the penalties. Yeah, no, because it was Manson took one in the first holding the stick. National Sports League, run your freaking website right. Yeah, so Manson took a holding the stick penalty, which you could have argued like that shouldn't have been a penalty. So, I mean, they kind of wash out, in my right. opinion. Like, like they were two judgment calls and the rest made the calls and that was it. And the Avs are on a five on three. Great puck movement. The entire power play. The power play looked fantastic tonight. And uh, it culminates, like I thought Miko Ranston had a fantastic game tonight. He was great. He's um, back. Remember, remember like a month ago, we were concerned yeah. about Ranson and he's not scoring. He's back. He's back. What do you end up with? Two, two assists. I think that's what he ended up with. Two I assists. really wish I could tell you some yeah, of these stats, but the thing sucks. He ended up with two assists. Yes. Yeah. So he ended up with two assists, a great, great play sets up our Turi Lekkinen because that's all Turi Lekkinen does is score big goals. Um, and the abs go up three, one going into the second period. Um, and the second period, like we were texting, I, I didn't think that the abs were particularly bad in the no, second I period. I thought they outplayed Tampa in the yeah. second period, but there was a minute stretch where, I mean, this goal by Nikita Kucherov, it wasn't even, it was Disgusting. Kucherov to Palat. One of the nastiest goals of the playoffs. He turned Devon Tays of all people. Which is very hard out. to do. Very hard to do. Finds Palat. Nothing Kemper can do. You just got to tip your cap and be like, well, shit. <laughs> That that was awesome. Yeah, that was a hell of a play. It was three two, and I'm like, okay, like that. That's okay. That's a beautiful play. There's like there was nothing you can do. It's a perfect yeah. And play. the Avs they had a great chance at the other end. Vasilevsky yeah. made some big saves there as well. The Avs were in control of this period. That's why it sucked to give up that goal at that point. But you know, it happens sometimes. Then the next one is where I went. Oh boy. That's yeah. that's not good. Yeah. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev just fires a wrist shot from just inside the blue line. Darcy Kemper just doesn't even see it. Doesn't yeah, even see it. There's some traffic in front. 
And, you know, it's not all his fault, but it's like I've said multiple times in these playoffs, they're not all going to be perfect in front of you. You're not just going to have clear vision every single time. It's a shot from the boards, man. He's got to know it goes off the post. It goes off both posts and in. You just need to get your glove on that, man. Yeah, he's got to see that. Um, But to Darcy Kemper's credit, you tweeted this out. He made some huge saves in the third period. Yeah, and as long as you don't allow the next one, it's fine. You know, you can give up a bad goal. The game's tied. All that matters is you don't give up another. Yep. It's 3-3. So you don't give up the next one, you're fine. That's That's exactly what he did. He didn't give up the next one. So it's hard to give him too much flack because he played his first game in like three weeks and looked pretty good for the most part. The first one was a little weird. It's hard to give him too much flack for that. The second one, what the hell do you want him to do there? Yeah. And the third one, good shot by Sergeyev. You need a save there as a momentum killing goal against. Yeah. But he, he answered the bell the rest of the way, but the abs also played some really damn good defense in front of us. Yes. I mean, the Lightning, I feel like, scored on every single one of their chances. Every single chance. I agree. I I really think they did because you look at Money Puck and you look at their expected goals after this, they really did not get much. No. They had, when they they scored the goal, they had 1.625 expected goals. They finished the game with 2.25, and somehow they got a huge boost in overtime off of their, like, one shot somehow. Well, that was a great save by Kemper. We talked yeah. about it. He made a great save, and I think the F scored on, the ne- like, the next play after that. Yeah, that um, one came at, like, a minute 13 in, and Berkey scored, I think, 13 seconds later. Yeah, so Darcy Kemper, you have to think he's going to get better with more game time. Um, the abs as a whole are going to get better because you get the first game out of the way. Like, this was a big game for the Avs. The Lightning have been here. They've done it before. The Avs didn't know what to expect. Now they know what to expect going into this. Yeah, and also I think a big thing about this series is everyone's talking about the experience of Tampa Bay and everything. It doesn't mean a whole lot when you've never played a team like this before. And this Avalanche team, they're faster than any team that they've played And their transition game is better than any team that they've played. And John Cooper basically said as much after the game, we've never seen a team like this before. And you can have all the Stanley Cup final experience that you want. If the Avs aren't bending to that and they're not scared, you can't rely on that all too much. And that's, I think, the scariest part if you're a Lightning fan is the Avs are only going to get better. And I also, but I also think Tampa is also going to get better. They're going to get better too, but the Avs Avs are going to get healthier in the series as it goes on. You put Nazem Kadri in that game. That makes a difference. Yeah. It no, does. I mean, you could definitely tell um, in this game, just missing those two players between Kadri and Cogliano, how much it, how important those two players are. Yeah. I mean, um, the fourth what? line tonight, which was Newhook, Sturm, and Knack, they, for the first time all playoffs, the Avs fourth line got pushed around. I didn't think they were that bad. No, they weren't that bad. There was one shift in particular that I really liked for them. Knack in particular makes me nervous still. There's just, he's not bringing much to the table right now. When Cogliano comes back, he's going to be the odd man out. Uh, I I still think it's Sturm. I think I like Sturm tonight. I thought he was pretty good. I thought on the fourth line, he was the best one. I, I thought he was good, but like we've seen with Bednari, I don't know what it is. His fascination with Knack, he loves Knack. Also, um, Sturm's a center. Yeah. And no, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I just – you saw tonight the difference between – like I thought Tampa's fourth line had a pretty solid game with Belmar. They were, they were good. Those, Bel, Belmar looked pretty good for Tampa yeah. in this game as well. Newhook I thought was okay. I mean, he, the, these players for him, he's just been okay. I think this is really a time where not everyone can be Bo Byram and be 21 yeah. and just perfectly handle the playoffs. He's getting – he's just not – he's getting nothing. He's got absolutely no scoring chances at all. Some of it might be his fault because he's just not experienced enough yet. And it's tough to get those chances against a team like Tampa. The third line, Lekkanen, Helm, Logan O'Connor. What a decision by Bednar. We did not even think about that. What a line. What a line. Like, (laughs) Darren Helm is amazing. I don't know where it came from, man. (laughs) He just has turned it on ever since the, the first round. He's been incredible, and Logan O'Connor is just a wrecking ball. And what what else can you say about Arturi Lekkanen? Like the guy's a beast. One of the best trades of the last couple of years. It 
I loved that third line. And I, I texted you about that. I was like, they really put Lecky on the fourth line. Cause that's what our fourth line was. Yeah. But I was confused too. Cause I just, br- I briefly glanced at the lines. Like, Oh, Helm's centering the third line. That's weird. I didn't really look at it real quick because I wanted to, to get focused on the game and everything. I was like, Oh, I guess they might be juggling a little bit. And I checked again. I was like, no, that's the, that's the third line. Yeah. And Jesus, man, that, that third line is killer. It was great. It was great. I mean, I thought they held their own against Braden Point, Nick Paul, and uh, Ross Colton. I mean, I, I really thought they held their own. Um, but it goes back to the point, if you can get Nazem Kadri and add Andrew Cogliano back, at some point in the series, it is going to make a world of difference. And you just – you don't realize – like, we knew how important those players were. We knew how great Kadri had been. We know how great Cogliano had been. But this being like the first game since both of them were out, you could notice the difference. You really could. Right. I mean, you you were pretty much without Kadri for the entirety of game three. You could tell it hurt. Game four got a little better, but you could tell they were missing him. I think the eight days off again here really did them some justice. I thought Comfort was good in this game. Comfort was I great. He, I thought he was really good in this game. I was surprised that they switched back. And didn't have Rantanen at center. I told shows, you they would. Yeah, I told you they would. Shows why I'm not a coach. Because <laughs> Bednar, he knows what the hell he's doing. That Berkey, Comfort, Rantanen line was great. Hey, you know when I knew Berkey was in for it tonight? I think this was the third period. He has a puck. He circles it around. And he just shot it. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? No. Where's the spin? Really? Is he going to do spin? this tonight? <laughs> I'll like The second he did that, I was like, oh, my God. We're in for it. He's in. He's locked in. Yeah. You know, he finally remembered he can shoot the puck. Because what happened on that play? I mean, Vasilevsky makes the save. It goes up in the air. Copper almost had it on a wraparound. Yep. That look what happens when you shoot. And you could tell he he was he was locked in in this game. He looked good. His transition game was excellent as well. That that second line, and we we've been wanting this from Berkey all year. I've been wanting this from him my entire life. Yeah. And, my entire life. And that's got to be the ultimate confidence boost. Like we could see a Berkey run where he's going to score like in multiple straight games. Yeah. Cause like that you are now the think about how many overtimes there have been the Stanley cup final over the last not many several years, not a lot, especially not normal ones. Like there was two in the bubble between Tampa and Dallas. No, no fans. Yeah. There, was, there was one in Montreal last year it was three, nothing Tampa and Montreal won that game, you know, whatever Tampa won the next game. It was literally meaningless. Game two, the Blues and Bruins. Road team won that game. You know, it was, it was okay. Then there wasn't one in 18, 17, 16, 15. You have to go back to 2014 when the Kings won the cup in overtime. Double there's overtime. not a lot of, yeah, not a lot of these. There was three overtimes in that series, but yeah. there's not a lot of these. Like his name is now just etched in Stanley Cup finals. Is that they put on NHL Network that it, that, Overtime game-winning goals in the Stanley Cup final for the Avs. Yui Krupp, game four, 1996, and now Andre Burakovsky, 2022. So I I really I, – I think Berkey is going to go on a run, and we talked about this with Kadri being out. Berkey has to be a factor in and this series, and he was. He was fantastic. This was far and away – I'd go as far to say this may have been his best game of the season. Yeah, it, I'd it, go it, that way too. I mean, he had the hat trick against Florida, but like – in terms of committing and being a part of the system and being a factor, yeah, I would say that too. This was his best game of the season. Clearly the biggest goal of his life, trust me, I would know. And I still can't believe that's real. Like they still, they're still showing it. I'm like, I can't believe that's not like a delusion yeah. for me at like 3 a.m. That like, oh, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Yeah. And my favorite part of that goal, I mean, Berkey's celebration's great, but the play is set up by a guy we've already gushed about this, Valerian Nachushkin. His forecheck creates the turnover. JT Comfort brings it into the zone, gets his shot blocked, and then Val has the wherewithal to go, oh, shit, Berkey's wide open as Hedman's trapped down low after blocking the shot and makes a perfect pass. You like, can't move that puck any better. No, it was a perfect pass. Honestly, Berkey... that puck didn't leave the ice (laughs) it was was a low line drive it did not leave the ice and it worked and it all goes out to Valeri Nachushkin um setting that play up he is going to get paid 
this offseason. And it has to be the abs who pays yeah. him. I literally do not care. If they pay him eight, I will not care. I'm being serious. Like, this isn't a joke. If they pay him eight times eight, I don't care. This guy <laughs> has to be on your team. You have to have this guy on your team. I don't, I think eight by eight may be a little dramatic, but I think he's definitely gotten. The I don't care if it's dramatic. Where, That's what he wants. Pay him. He could get five or six a yeah. year. He could he's get played that well. I mean, look what Blake Coleman and Barkley Goudreau got this offseason. If the Avs pull this off and win three more games, he's going to get paid. And it has to be the Avs who pay him. Yeah, it has to be. No, I, uh, I will not accept any excuses. No. You have to pay him. You have to. But it, it was a great fucking play by Val. And Berkey puts it away to give the Avs a 4-3 win in overtime. They are now three wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. All you have to do is bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $100 no matter the result. It is literally free money. And if that's not enough, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. I tweeted this out last night. And I don't know if you had the same feeling, like it didn't really feel real that this was happening. Like, and that sounds dramatic because you had eight days off. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, holy fuck, we play in the Stanley cup final tonight. Yeah. Like Like this, this was the, this was probably a game I felt the most emotion towards in like four years. Obviously the caps went to the Stanley cup final. I dreaded the hell out of that series and was terrified the entire time until we won. That was the last time I really ever felt anything even close to this like I was I couldn't tell all day if time was going too fast or too slow so you know you know what I did instead just because I was so anxious I signed up for a boxing class and I hit things for an hour and I felt great you know you have to do that before every game now right oh yeah well I'm not well I'm only (laughs) here for one more game but yeah at least for game two you have to yeah but I mean it was I got my my ass kicked in that too (laughs) yeah I mean but you got you got the reward of a win um I don't know about you, but it was so weird. Like I was telling uh, my sister when we were walking out of the game, I was like, we're walking out and it's 85 degrees and the sun stills up like this. This is not hockey weather. <laughs> like this is so weird to be walking out with the sun just setting. It's like, mid June and the abs are playing hockey. Yeah. Like it's, it's a crazy, crazy life we're living right now. Um, like we're never like, you realize that this is the first year we've done the podcast. We may never get this feeling no. again. Like we may never get this far I, again. I, I might never celebrate a goal that way again, other than the, the cup winner. Yeah. Like that is one of my peaks as a hockey fan that I will never surpass outside of the avalanche winning the Stanley cup that I'm not kidding. That is literally the only thing ever that can top that Berkey goal for me. Yep. Have nothing else will ever top that other than the abs winning the Stanley Cup. That is it. Yeah. That's and it. It, it's only game one. I know it's only game one, but that the abs were the better team tonight and they yeah. deserve to win that game. They deserve to win that game. Yeah. And if they would have lost that one, I think that really would have damaged the psyche of them because I don't think so. I think they would have been fine if they I lost think they that would have been fine, but that little bit of doubt creeps in because it's like this is Goliath. The Tampa Bay Lightning are Goliath right now. Right. And you outplayed them for 50 or 61 of the 62 minutes in that game. And they just don't die. And they just don't die. And to get that win, I think, gives the Avs so much fucking confidence. 
and it's not going to waver the lightning. The lightning are going to be fine. Like this, this is not going to be a sweep. No, no chance in hell. Like this game just proved to me that we can't get too high and we can't get too low because like we just said, every game is going to be a coin flip. It truly is going to be. I don't think this is the last overtime game of this series. I wouldn't be shocked. I I don't I think there's going to be a lot of games decided like this at least by one goal. Yeah. These two teams are very close. They're very very close. Very close. And, and I I think what would push the Avs over is if you get Nazem Kadri back. If you get Nazem Kadri back, that pushes the Avs I think a little bit over. As the team stands right now, I it, it's a coin flip. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing to say for the Lightning because they they got Braden Point back, who I thought he's going to get better with more game time. Well, he also got treatment after the game. He didn't. Did do he really? Any, he didn't do any post game stuff because they said, "Yeah, he's getting treatment because he's cl- he's clearly still fucked up, but yeah. he's going to play in the final." Yeah, he's still hurt, but he's going to get like you have to assume he's going to get better. Um, I mean, Stamkos was invisible tonight. I don't even remember Stamkos making a play. Um, and you know, and as great of a play Kucherov had, you know, that was it. I, I don't know if he had a shot. I have to double check, but last I checked during the game, he didn't. No, he had a shot on the power play in the third period. Darcy made okay, So he finished with one shot on goal. Yep. Like, yeah, he had that one great play. Other than that, you really did a great job shutting them down. Stamkos had three shots on goal, but no points. And I mean, you look at the guys who did have multiple shots on goal. Pat Maroon had three, Palat had three, and one of them was a wide open like tap in. The only other guy that had three shots on goal was Sergachev. Yeah. They did a really good job. And that's, to me, that's the most encouraging part about this game for the rest of the series is we controlled the play. We forced Tampa to play our game and forced Tampa to constantly need to be on the attack and need to push harder in order to break through the avalanches forecheck because it really did feel like after that Sergachev goal, there wasn't really a time that Kemper had to make that amazing save because they just did such a good job defending him. And also, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet. The penalty kill was incredible in this game. It was and the best game of penalty killing I've seen all season. Well, and that's the thing, too, is we've noticed it in these playoffs so far. The abs struggle on the PK in the first game, and then they figure it out. But they've had it teed up, and I think that's a credit again to the eight days off, and they were ready to go. And I think it was the second one. The second penalty the Avs took, um, the too many men on the ice, that was the best penalty kill of the season. It was, it's not even close. Like, they took that that dumb penalty. I, I, the replay didn't show blurry. It didn't show who it was. But someone was getting off and, like, changed their mind, and someone came back on dumb penalty. It could have completely changed the fortune of the game. The Lightning had nothing. They couldn't do anything on that power play. And there was another one in the third period – while the game is still tied, and I, again, NHL.com is a horrible website because I want to tell you who it was, so I'm going to filibuster until I can reload the entire page again. Still not working, regardless. <laughs> the Avs took penalty in the third period. I think no, it was, was it a whole it, it was LOC. It was LOC on point. I'm remembering yeah. now. Yeah, he took, yeah, he I sticked him in the face. It was a dumb yeah, high stick. It was a That's dumb right. high stick in the face if the Avs had some great chances and pointed four guys to beat. And point high sticked him in the face. You just got to control your stick there. Dumb penalty, phenomenal penalty kill. They had that Which one it, chance. It, it totally just put yeah. the gas pedal on the momentum. Well, and Kemper made that big save. I think it was right after the puck drop. The Lightning had their play set up, and Kemper made the big save. Um, and after that, it was just a great kill the rest of the way. Like the Lightning didn't really have a dangerous, like I thought their first power play, the Lightning had some great chances. They were moving the puck well, but after that, the the abs just shut it down. You know, and I also think it's pretty good practice when your last two series have been against the Blues and the Oilers, the one and two power play in the league. At any playing any other team after that, it really must not seem that bad. Like, yeah. oh, there's no Connor McDavid on the ice, and like I don't know what it is about the Blues power play, but that shit was lethal every it was single fantastic. time. It is an amazing power play, yeah. and so even Tampa, which is a really good power play it's still not that bad compared to that. No, like they, they were great. The Avs PK was just better. And all credit goes to Bednar for getting that team ready. I mean, all four of the PKers were great in every aspect of the PK tonight. I I thought 
Bow, as usual, was great on the PK. I thought Helm was, as usual, great on the PK. Um, And a guy who I don't think got as much credit as he should deserve. I mean, Josh Manson, I thought, played a good game tonight, too. Yeah, he laid the body. He got the crowd into it, and he he did his job. Yeah, he did his job. And I I tweeted this out, and I want to get your opinion on it. Josh Manson's good for one dumb, dumb play, at least a game. Oh, of course, yeah. At least one. And the key is just surviving that one dumb, dumb play because he's great other than that. Yeah, as long as, long as there's the somebody back play. to survive. I mean, that's also the book the Ducks fans gave us on him. Yeah. Like, sometimes his brain just turns into a smoothie and he, he'll make the dumbest play you've ever seen. Other than that, pretty good. Pretty solid. And he was solid defensively. You know who else had a pretty solid game? Jack Johnson. Yeah, Jack was pretty he good, looked, man. He looked pretty good in this game. He did not have any gap. There was one time where he was like alone with Kucherov, I think. Yeah, I that, and I was that. like, I am going to scream. But he he handled it and he did fine. I mean, outside of his first game against the Blues, his first two games against the Blues, he's been good. Yeah, it's, been really it's, good. Almost, it's almost like the scouting staff and the team knows what they're doing with him. And maybe so, we should give them some credit. Yeah. So I thought he was great or not great. I thought he was, he, he did a good job. He did um, his job. That's all yeah. you need to do. The thing with Jack Johnson, when we signed him is like, this guy sucks. All you need him to do is do his job as the sixth defenseman with Gerard out. That's all you need. And that's what he did. I, kudos to Jack Johnson for playing well. Um, we, we can, we, we can kind of push towards the end here of the episode, but I wanted to talk about this. And I want to get your opinion on it because to me, yeah, the Avs won, but I still think Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr have a different level they can get to in the series. Absolutely. I mean, Kale McCarr for the first little while, I mean, he had just two blocks. Then in the third period, it really felt like the wheels were turning with him. Not to say he was bad before this. He was still very good. But the zone entries were coming just a little bit easier. The defense was just a little bit crisper, and so were the passes. And McKinnon – he got the assist on the Nachushkin goal, went kind of quiet for a little bit. Then the third period, the chances really started to keep coming. And there's going to be a game where they just break the mold. Yeah. Well, and McCarr talked about that in the week leading up to this, that after the series sweep against Nashville, he, he said he struggled to get his legs under him a little bit. Um, I still think that probably led to some of the – like he wasn't bad, but he has a whole different level that we know he – that we know he can get to. Yeah, in, in the Blues series, he was he was good. He, he was, was slow he, in the first couple games, and then he took over in three. Yeah, four, and, the, and then against the Oilers, he single handedly drove Connor McDavid insane. I don't know. I don't but, know if any of you saw that video of McDavid uh, being in public with another woman, but Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr might have pushed Connor McDavid to a yeah. mark. He that might was, have pushed him into being a villain next season. My favorite part of that video is McDavid realizing that he's being videotaped. He's like yeah, in the final three seconds, where he's like. Oh, Connor, that's me. And that's a camera right at me. Oh, that's got to be the worst feeling, man. But yeah, I mean, that's, we know that Kale McCarr can do that to teams and he's only going to get better as the series goes on. Um, Same with Nathan McKinnon. Um, And Mac had his chances, like you said. I mean, there was that one play in the third period where I forget which defenseman on the lightning just went flying by him. (laughs) He had that shot and Vasily almost got beat by it. But he had a couple of those, especially on that power play. Yeah, I I think McKinnon's it's only a matter of time before he bursts out. Um, I give Sorelli a lot of credit. Sorelli, Hagel and Kalorn, they're a good defensive line. They did a good job holding uh, McKinnon in check. But we know that's not going to last. Like yeah. he's going, he's and going also, also on, on home ice. There's probably should be a little more of an effort to break away from that line, but yeah. And I think they did a good job of it, but yeah, they did fine. But that's once again, I go back to if Nazem Kadri is healthy for the series, that second line's feasting. I mean, they feasted tonight, like with Nazem Kadri, they're even better. Yeah. So um, I'm really like, I still am under the belief that I don't think we see Nas until game five. I yeah, mean, I think four at the earliest. Yeah, like he's he's skating, which is to be expected because it's yeah, not his he broke center. his thumb. He didn't break his yeah. foot. And he's still not using a stick. Uh, Cogliano, I heard, used a stick today, which is good. He broke a so, – I, I never saw what finger he broke, but it wasn't his thumb. I would assume it was his index or his middle. That yeah. looks like where it hit him. But I, I assume that's a little easier to come back from because, you know, yeah. you don't have thumbs, you can't hold anything. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I still think, yeah, we're, we're a ways from Nas. 
I just think that if Nas was in the series, the Avs would just be even more dangerous than they already are. Yeah. Um, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed because tonight it worked. JT Comfort was great. Andre Burakovsky was great. And Miko Rantanen was great. You need that to continue throughout the series if you're yeah. going to win this. Tampa season. will expose every weakness you have, you know, and they exposed Eric Johnson a little bit on that play. They, Kemper gave up a not great goal in the third, and Kutrov just made an amazing play. There's going to be a game where Vasilevsky makes like 50 saves, and there's going to be a game where Stamkos and Kucherov break out for probably three points each. Yeah. How you can, how you handle that and how you manage those games is going to be the key to this series. And again, the biggest part of the series is Darcy Kemper. Cause I still don't know what we're going to get from him. We're a game into the series. I still don't know what we're going to get from him because he was good in this game. The first two goals, the first one was just really weird. Second one, nothing you can do. Third one's a great shot that you need a save on just yeah. to slow down that momentum and keep it three to two. I still don't know what we're going to see from him. I like the finish save percentage wise. Like, I have not, I have not looked. He ate 70. The, the fact we won a game with our goalie had an yeah. 870. And also, he faced three shots on the power play. Yeah. On three power plays. He faced one shot each. I think I think two of them came on the first one. Yeah. Like, he, he wasn't great tonight. But he made the big saves that we needed him to make. After he allowed he, the third if he, goal. If he just makes the save on Sergeyev, like, we, we're not even talking about overtime yeah. in this game. And, and that that's all you need from him in this series. I, I think he put it pretty nicely after the game he can't worry about dueling with Vasilevsky he just has to play his game yeah because the abs are going to get their chances and like you just said Vasilevsky it would not shock me in the least if we come out game two and Vasilevsky's 980 in that in that game it wouldn't shock me he's the greatest goalie in the world it's no no debate and the fact we won a game with our goalie at 870 shows that the abs are a really good fucking hockey team they're going to get their chances Vasilevsky's going to steal a game or two. You just have to be. He's going to get better too in the series because I don't think you're going to get those first two goals again where they just leak through Uh, the five on three from Lekkonen. Yeah. You'll probably get that again. If you get another five on three, Berkey one, perfect shot, perfect play by Val on a wide open net. I mean, we've faced hot goalies before Connor Ingram made 50 saves in game two against Nashville. We beat him. Jordan Bennington in game one had an unbelievable game. We beat him in that game too. Mike Smith had some weirdly decent games sometimes, but we kept finding ways to beat him. It's the same story here. Vasilevsky's a human and he bleeds the same blood as the rest of us. You can get to him and you can beat him. You can't put him on the pedestal and treat him as this legend because that's just going to work. And it's not going to work. But like what Darcy said, you can't focus on outdoing him. You just need to make the saves. Because if the Avs continue to play as good as defensive hockey as they've been playing throughout this playoffs, Darcy's not going to face a ton of shots. That's just – it's plain cut and simple. He's not going to. Um, and we joked that he needs to be 920 to win the series. It may be 905 wins the series for the yeah, Avs. I, I still think it's 910 at absolute bare minimum. And I still think he can get there, but it's just we don't know what we're going to see from him. I need to see him make that – save just that big big save that kills momentum and he just hasn't really stolen a game in the playoffs the closest he came was game two but all he did in that game was just match ingram and play well behind the avalanche's defense that's all you need that's it it's all you need and he's gonna get there i mean he hasn't played in almost two weeks now i still think his eye like they were showing pictures his eye still looks bad like you can still tell there's some shit going on with it, but I do think he's going to get better. Um, he's going to get more confidence as we go. And like you just said, the abs are good enough where they don't need a nine fifty to win games. They just need, it'd be nice. It'd but... be nice. It'd be great. But if you can give us nine, 10, we're going to have as good a chance to win games as anyone. Yeah. Just fact we won with eight seventy is ridiculous. Yeah. Just make the saves that you need to make. Yeah, because what was Vasilevsky's save percentage? He probably ended at like 900. Uh, I think it was just below, yeah, 895 because yeah. we finished with 38 shots. Yeah. So, so you're not going to be bad again. I mean, Vasilevsky, he's usually not perfect in the first two games no. of a series. Against Toronto, he wasn't great. Against Florida, he was. But against the Rangers, wasn't great. Nope. You got to take advantage of these first two games 
and he's going to be an enigma to solve for the rest of the series. But you can do it. You can do it. You've proven it. And you're a great five-on-five team. There's going to be one to two penalties a game for the rest of the series. Like, you just got to keep that going. Um, Just keep playing five-on-five, and you you can win this thing. This game just proved to me the ads can beat them. They can. And they can do it, not with ease, but if they play their game, they can beat him and they can beat this team. Yeah. So I mean, the avalanche controlled play in this game, even that minute stretch where Tampa tied the game with two goals, the Avs were controlling play up to that. It's not like they let off the gas. No. Kucherov made a perfect play and Sergachev just fired one that went in. Yep. It wasn't like the Avs were like, Oh good. We're up and we can take a break now. That's not what happened because after those goals, they got right back on the horse and didn't give Tampa anything. If that doesn't happen anymore, and those goals don't go in, the Avs are going to win the series. Yeah, they are. And I, it's not going to be in five. It may be in six. But I, I think it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of this episode. You can't get too high and you can't get too low. Yeah, I mean, we might be coming on here after game two talking about a 1-1 series. It wouldn't shock me in the least. It's it the defending champs. And they're just not going to die. No. You're going to go hit the road either up two to nothing or tied 1-1. And you're just going to have to keep pushing until the job's done. Like if you're up three to one in this series, coming back home for game five, it's not over. Nope. Like this, that's the key to this series is you can get to three. Getting the fourth one against Tampa has always been the problem. You got to find a way to to kill these, this fucking team. No one's been able to do it, but if anybody can, it's this team. Yeah. And we'll close with this. I don't know about you, but I was listening to a lot of podcasts and they were all talking about how the Avs haven't played anyone and yada, yada, yada. If there's just always an excuse as to why the Avs there's, are. Actually- there's always an excuse, but like we've talked about this, like the Lightning, they've won back to back cups. The best team they've played is the Islanders. Right. It goes both ways. Yeah. We, we haven't played a team as good as Tampa. No shit. The def- we haven't played a team as good as the defending back to back champs. Really? You could say that about any other team in the West this season. But against Tampa, it's like I said earlier, they haven't played a team like the Avs. And, you know, the argument would be like, what? They beat the Leafs. Oh, really? You're going to compare the Leafs to the Avalanche? Yeah. Leafs are good, but the Avs are better. The Avalanche do what the Leafs do 100 times better. And they actually have a defense. (laughs) A defense. And actually know how to finish a series. Not at all a comparison. Like, oh, what about Florida? We've known Florida was paper tigers forever. They do not have a defense or a goalie, or I would even say a good coach. Yeah. And no, not the same as the avalanche. Just because a team is good at offense does not mean they're the avalanche. It just shows how much people don't understand this team. They just think yeah. they're this offensive juggernaut. The reason we are where we are is because of our defense and how good it is. People don't get that. People have started to realize how good Kale McCarr is on defense. They're like, oh, this is the best defenseman in the NHL, not the best offensive defenseman, just the best one. And then the, the Lightning faced the Rangers, who we we had talked about here. They were a fraudulent team. Yeah. Like, Dame Gay got Shesterkin got hot at the right time, other than two games in Pittsburgh, and they got some clutch goals at the right time, and it got them to a conference final. Yeah. They suck at five on five. And Gerard Gallant got his team to a conference final and Rangers fans hate his guts because they all know that was Shesterkin that did that. And he might carry them the same spot next year, but they still got work to do. And I I just, I I don't know why people think that the East was like this juggernaut all year. Like a lot of of flaws got exposed in the East in the playoffs. Like you, you, you can go up and down the list the Leafs, got exposed as they just couldn't finish off Tampa. I think, I think they deserved a better fate, but that's not how it works. And Carolina couldn't win on the road. The caps can't handle their own momentum and they lost a very winnable series against Florida and Florida. They're just not there yet. They're not built for the playoffs. I know that's, I know I hate that term as much as anybody else, but that in their case is literally true that you can win six to two in the regular season or come back from down six to in the regular season. When you go against the lightning who exposes every flaw you have and gives you nothing, it's not going to work. This abs team has been building towards this all season long. And we've seen all regular season long. This team is different. We saw in the playoffs, 
This team is different. The amount of injuries they had to deal with and the amount of things they've had to overcome, it doesn't look like that when you've lost two games. They've had to deal with a lot in these playoffs. Their record is so impressive because they just continue to deal with it and they don't complain. And I, it just, that frustrated me. I was listening to all these podcasts and I was like expecting them to be like, yeah, this is going to be a great series. And it's like, wow, I can't believe the lightning are underdogs. Like they're the easiest bet of all time. You know what? I have a gripe with that. Why does that matter? So go put money on it then. Is that not a good thing for you? If you believe in the lightning so badly, put a hundred bucks on them and go win yourself some easy money. Why is it a bad thing or an insult? I don't know. And it's just like, like I, the Lightning are two-time Defending Cup champions, but they're... I just don't think people get it. No one's disrespecting Tampa. The no. Avalanche are just really good. They're really good. And the Lightning got pushed to the brink by the Islanders, and the Islanders are good. But I, I think we can agree that the Islanders are not the fucking Avalanche. No. So I... The Lightning have won two scups. They've beaten everyone. The Avalanche do what the Islanders did to Tampa last year. The Islanders, you could compare their systems and the Barry Trot system in New York to Bednar's system in Colorado. It's not that different. When you really dig into it and you watch the film and look at the numbers, the Avalanche do just as good a job as the Islanders at defending the transition and defending in their own zone. And they've got the offense to back it up, which the Islanders have never had. Nope. So... I just wanted to end with that because it was, it, it was a, it was a gripe I was having. Cause it's like, yeah, the abs, they made it look easy because they beat the shit out of the predators. The blues gave us our best series and the blues were a good team. And that and series only went six because we blew a game. That series should have been over in five, five. And the Oilers, like I, I thought the Oilers didn't play bad. The abs were just a better team. They're just so significantly better than them. Yeah. It's like, it's not an insult to be underdogs. Don't you guys want that? Like, yeah. Don't you want your stupid underdog mentality of no one believed in us, the back-to-back champions? Like, can't you play with that narrative a little bit? Yeah. I never I never understood it. Maybe the abs are just really good. Yeah, I, like, I think that's the case. I think yeah. that's the case. But what what are your predictions for game two? We'll I think the abs game. are gonna win. Uh I said four to two coming into this game. You're close. I, I really don't have my two one. Man, it was I I agreed with you early on. It might have been a low scoring game, but once Vasilevsky gave up those two, I'm gonna go three two abs regulation. I like that, but to be different, I'm gonna say four three again. All right. But I think it's a regulation win. I think the abs are gonna get better. Like they played good in this game, but there's a lot they can work on and improve on. Yeah, um, I do too. I think I think both teams are gonna get better, and I think it's gonna be harder to score. I think both goalies are gonna be better. And it's going to be another nail biter, another one goal game. And I, I think Comfer is going to end up the game winner. Okay. I like that. I still like my Taves pick, um, but I agree. I, I think the abs have a good a chance to go up to nothing. This was a game that felt like the lightning could have stolen. Um, and probably and most of the time they do against most the of the time they do the avalanche, but I, I think the abs are going to make some improvements. I say there's maybe a 5% chance Cogliano plays. I, I still think it's game four, maybe yeah. game three, but they're, they're day to day at least, yeah. but we all know that means Jack shit in the playoffs. Yeah. So, so they like the caps listed Tom Wilson as day to day, and he's going to be out until January with ACL surgery. Yeah. <laughs> like day to day doesn't mean shit in the playoffs, yeah. but like, like Oh, you're, you're alive. You're day to day. Yeah. Like the, the part that's irritating to me and we can talk about scheduling real quick. Like why are there two days off between these games? Like, I don't get that. Like, like the I, NBA honestly, finals I'm, is tomorrow. I'm okay so, with that. Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay with it. I need a break. Yeah. But it's just weird. You've gone back. Like you've gone every other day and then like just randomly we get a two, two day break. Yeah. I mean the finals are tomorrow. So I don't know. There must be some dumb. Thing. Oh, college world series starts on Friday. Really? Yeah, no, I'm just telling you what's starting. So, but, <laughs> gonna, yeah. yeah, I hope that's not the reason because that's kind of silly, but I'm fine with the two days. I'm off. fine with the two day break. Plus, it helps my travel plans. So, there we go. So, what a show. What a game. The what curse continues 13 and 0 without yeah. me in the arena. The curse continues. It's going to be a real tough hey, one if it, they win. But again. This is why I did it this way because if it continues, four game sweep, baby. Yeah. And if, if they lose one, I'm allowed to go because yeah. I wasn't in the arena for it. And that counts on Seems the road for Tampa too, because they're undefeated on the road and I'm not there for it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But man, 
They just showed Joe Sack at Google a little fist pump too. You don't see Sack. most emotion he's ever shown. Yeah. In his entire life. <laughs> so we'll take that, but let's send these people on their merry way. Um, enjoy this win. Remember to use promo code Teledabs. It is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first purchase um, and go to game two. Yeah. If you can, I mean, there's plenty of Rockies games coming up. I'm planning on going out to a Rockies game when I'm out there. Cause I wasn't able to go the first time. But even for our out-of-state friends, you can use SeatGeek on just about any of your games. Next time you're buying tickets, just keep us in mind because this is the best way that you can directly support the show. We get, I'll be straight with you guys, we get a direct cut each time you use the code. So we would really appreciate it if you guys used it. But enough of the boring ads. The Avalanche win game one of the Stanley Cup final, four to three in overtime over Tampa Bay. Andre Burakovsky with the overtime winner one of the happiest moments of my life i will say it again that made me cry waited my no entire shame. life for that no shame no shame in that no man. shame no sh- i don't care i cried fight me dm dm me and call me baby i don't care it's not gonna ruin my day but yeah and then i'll close the show too um yeah, don't, don't full circle yeah I'll, if you miss anything i'll come in with it yeah um our girl, Elise, um, she got sick, uh, just battling a cold, so she wasn't able to make it out. But hopefully we can get her out for a couple games. So, Elise, if you're listening, we're thinking about you. I think I saw on Twitter they said game four and five they're going to be. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, it was a bummer and she wasn't Thank there. you to everyone who donated because they yeah. crushed their goal. Yeah, they crushed it. So hopefully we get her out here, and hopefully she's here for a parade. So that's that's the goal. But just wanted to give her a shout out. Let her know we're thinking about her. Um, and hopefully she enjoyed the win from home tonight and she's feeling better. So that's all I got, man. Let's send these people on their merry way and uh, get ready for game two. All right. Did you want to do the outro still? No, God, no. Did you all see right. how much I butchered the intro, dude? <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. No one listened to it. All right. I, I'll do the outro then. Yeah, so there we go. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. As always, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at Tell It Abs It Is. Use promo code Tell It Abs It Is at SeatGeek for $20 off your, excuse me, your first order. And that's it for us on this one. We'll see you guys after game two. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time where hopefully the Avalanche have a 2-0 lead and will be two wins away from the Stanley Cup. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you then. Let's go abs.